Brust der weg? Ja, wir schweifen ab. <lacht> Und willkommen beim B-Stalker Podcast. Ja. <lacht> Super, Derek. Very fine. <lacht> okay, wir, wir, ja, wir schreiben Folge 219. Mhm. Haben den sehr vielten August 2015. Ja, 25. Und befinden uns im alten AKH in einem neuen Innenhof mit hoffentlich gar keinen Störgeräuschen. Mhm. Ja, das Ganze findet statt mit freundlicher Unterstützung von wukonig.com. Ah ja, der Internetagentur aus Österreich vom Jörg. Vielen Dank an dieser Stelle. Und ganz vielen Dank an unsere lieben Flatterer Ajuvo und Bernd Schlapsi. Mhm. Und alle anderen Flatterer, mhm. die uns nicht namentlich flattern. Dann würde ich sagen, fangen wir direkt an. Nein, frag du mich, was ich erlebt habe, dann macht das Sinn. Okay, was hast du erlebt? Äh, ich habe den Derek getroffen, der hier die Einleitung gemacht hat, in der Scratch-Konferenz in Amsterdam und habe ihn, er ist jetzt in Wien, habe ihn gleich mitgebracht und deshalb wird ein Teil dieses Podcasts auf Englisch sein. Yes, we will try our best with our English. <lacht> I will try my best too. <lacht> Perfekt. Perfekt. Okay, wir haben den Derek schon mit ungesunden Salamisemmeln aus dem Biller und Bier angereichert, damit er die volle Österreich-Dröhnung kriegt. Mhm. Ja. Und werden fortsetzen. Ja, hast du irgendwelche Themen, die dir am Herzen liegen oder die du abhandeln Boah, Ja, ich kann schon erzählen, aber es sind so dies und das Themen. Also ich habe ein Manga gelesen mhm. von Osamu Tezuka äh, namens Adolf. Das ist geschrieben in den 83er Jahren, 1983. Dann habe ich mir angeschaut, Horrorfilme, bald kommt das Slash-Filmfest. Horrorfilms, ah. yes, yes. Jason. <lacht> yeah, this is a little bit old one. <lacht> this is a new, about newer movies and I saw, um, just to get into the right mood for this festival, It Follows and The Descent, I think. The oh Descent. yeah, The Descent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. These are these two movies. And Did you see Babadook? Yeah, that was great. Wasn't that great? Mm -hmm. It oh. was one of my favorites of from the last year. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's. Okay, begin. I have nothing else to report. My only item is that I finished writing my blog posting about uh -huh. Scratch Conference Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Is linked in the last podcast and will be linked in these show notes. Okay, cool. And so I think we will get out as much words as possible from Derek. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But eat in peace and... Ah, I can eat and talk. Yeah, okay, you can <laughs> eat and talk. Derek, can you make a quick in introduction of yourself for our listeners? Where sure. you're from, what you do? Yeah. So, uh, my name is Derek Breen, and I am visiting from the United States. I live in Boston, and I just finished writing a book that teaches kids how to do computer design, animation, and video game development called Scratch for Kids for Dummies. So it's one of those yellow and black for dummies books that are all over the place. And I spent five months locked in a room through an awful winter working on this book that was supposed to be fun for kids. Had very little fun, but I kept telling myself, when I'm done, I'm going to Europe. I'm 45 years old. I've never been to Europe before. I haven't left the United States since 1991. I've never had a passport. I've only ever traveled the world by battleship, and I only got to go places that we were going to bomb. So I'm very happy to be in Europe. And, uh, and I'm not on a bombing mission. Not on a bombing mission, although I may bomb on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're delighted to have you here. Of course. Okay. Um, how to best start? Yeah, um, well, uh, Derek, you, we met at the Scratch conference in Amsterdam. Yeah. He was there uh, in your function as traveling author. Uh -huh. Can uh, can you just uh, give a short um, summary of your impressions? I think it was your first oh, yeah. uh, Scratch uh, conference too, and you had um, some background with Scratch from the yeah. Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Uh -huh. Can you just say what sure. your impression was? Yeah, what I went to um, I went to the Scratch conference last summer at MIT in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, and and I was working at MIT then, so it was not a very far way to go mm -hmm. to go to a conference. Last summer, I met incredible people from all over the world. That was my favorite part of the conference last year. Um, 
and there were some things that I was not as happy about, but I really love Scratch and the community. And so I th when I heard that it was going to be in Amsterdam, I thought that would be the perfect way to start my European tour. I would go to Amsterdam, I would do some presentations, and then I would try to find people in all the cities that I wanted to visit and like sucker them in and sort of like try to charm them and then be invited to stay with them. And it worked. <laughs> it totally worked. I'm sitting now as someone who's hosting me in Vienna, Austria. <laughs> um, but it was really great. This conference in particular in Amsterdam was so much fun because there was such a diversity of people, not just from different countries, but different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. There were teachers, there were designers, there were programmers. There were women. Yeah, there were women. There were more women than men, which yeah. at a tech conference is unthinkable. Yeah. Um, and so it was really, it was so much fun. And we, everybody had these different things to share. Different, so it was a Scratch conference, but people were talking about way more than just Scratch. So there was a lot of robotics and a lot of electronics and storytelling and music. Um, so, I mean, I couldn't have been happier there. And And I, I guess I made an impression with some of the um, the talks that I gave, one in particular because I tore up my own book and people thought, what is he doing? Um, but I, I wanted to share my work with people any way that I could. And I was really inspired by the people, uh, particularly the Dutch, who are so passionate about open source. And they're just like, and so often my first day there I kept hearing, Why, why, do, why can't you give your book away? Why are you selling your book? Why are you making money from scratch? And, and instead of taking the American stance of thinking, oh, come on, I did all that hard work. I deserve <laughs> to be paid for it. They really started affecting the way that I thought about it. In the, and, and so by the end of the conference, I just wanted to give it to everybody. Any, I'm like, here's a box so, so of books. So you become open source brainwashed in Amsterdam? Yeah, I, 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 I believed in open source for a long time, but I think I became radicalized okay, in Amsterdam. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, um, what, uh, what was your impression of the talks you have seen and uh, of the audience that you have talked to? So what was, this? was the feedback useful for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, my biggest disappointment at the conference is that I didn't get to go to more presentations and more <laughs> yeah. workshops because I gave four, I think. And then there was a fifth one that I was kind of helping out with. Uh, so it meant there were a lot of like, I was either doing something or preparing for something or recovering from something. Uh, but I did get to some great workshops. There was one workshop on different input devices for computers. And I worked with a group with a leap motion controller. It's like a little, it's, it's like half the size of a pack of cigarettes and it works sort of like Microsoft connect okay. so that you can do sort of, it detects where your fingers are mm -hmm. in relation to it. And also the, the angle of your hand. And so we designed a virtual cello that mm -hmm. was playing the music in scratch and we could kind of like finger with one hand and then sort of like bow with the other. We didn't get the bow working, but we got the fingering so working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did it in like an hour because mm -hmm. scratch is so easy to program. Uh, and it was great because the software didn't work on my computer. Someone else didn't know how to program. And so all these people just kind of, came together and did what they could and very quickly created something. And that's the conference felt so one of the things that I think worked much better here than in Massachusetts in, in these states is there were all the there was room for spontaneous stuff. So like there were these teach meets at night at the Vogue, like in this old tower where they used to torture people. Uh, but we were sharing these just little talks are just showing what we had done that day and and people were drinking beer and and stuffing their faces with good food um but those sorts of things made the conference feel so much bigger like mm -hmm. so many people could participate and so i was so inspired by that that i'm going to dojo con the coder dojo con in ireland next month and i'm not on the program i'm just gonna go go to a bunch of stuff And like sign up for some open slots and just see if people want to mess around with Scratch or, but I don't want to be like the author of this book. I just want to go and kind of play. And, and that's a whole world that I haven't worked in Coder Dojo before. So I'm really excited about this idea that dojos are spreading all over the world. 
uh, and and getting excited about Code Week, Euro European Code Week that'll be next month and uh, in October. I mean, and and uh, the ways that the Coder Dojos are coordinating, like it's so cool. What kids get to do now? Like, <laughs> it's awesome. We've also seen in um, in one um, meeting at the conference mm -hmm. there was a film about Belgium. And Belgium somehow managed to get every school kid of a certain age group mm. into uh, the capital, into a giant soccer stadium, and get them uh, uh, like a big tech day with workshops in Scratch and workshops in robotics. So they really made a national-wide effort to get kids into coding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was impressive, and yes. they tried to uh, reproduce that in other countries like Netherlands. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was so a there lot, was of lot of momentum. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of stuff with Raspberry Pi, in part because the Pi has Scratch as part of its distribution. Okay. It's um, um, it's shipped with the yeah. distro Raspbian. And one of my favorite, I love the Ignite talks, where you would go and sit, and people had five minutes to do these little talks. Um, I did one, but the I there were a few that moved me to tears, like Linda Lucas, her keynote address. Did you see Linda the Lucas? Blonde, uh, hello, girl, hello, yeah. Ruby. So this this woman from Helsinki wrote a children's book called Hello Ruby that teaches little kids and particularly little girls about coding in the real world. And she developed all these projects that are like arts and crafts, she, but with she made computers. She a, a, a children's book with yeah. child, graphics for children. Mm -hmm. like she designed her own character. And she got the money to to print and distribute it through Kickstarter. So she did a Kickstarter campaign. It was so successful. I can't remember exactly, but she said her book is something like 60% of the publishing market for all of Finland. Like, from this one children's book. Is she really of, Finland? I, I'm sorry. I the impression I, she is uh, Dutch. I'm sorry. She, I think she's Dutch, uh -huh. but she lives in Helsinki. Ah, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, but but she imagine a, a non-professional author who, who was not an author before has an idea to write a children's book about programming as a very geeky mm -hmm. uh, run thema and and get kickstarted and get funded and, yeah, and has a hugely story, successful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was a very um, inspiring personality. So her talk, she was very jumpy and, and yeah. likable. So, so <laughs> very excited to that all this happened to her. So she gave, gave a good mood to the audience. And you can see that you can see her video on Kickstarter. It's a beautifully produced little video. Mm -hmm. And also her keynote. All the keynotes are available on the Scratch Homepage, Amsterdam yeah. website. I think it's scratch 2015 ams it's, it's linked in my blog who's oh, linked it in the great. show notes yeah that one was really special and there was um frank is it sabati well it's frank's last name he was one of the dutch organizers of the conference and he hosted the ignite talks but then in the session where i presented he he did the last talk and his talk was about how he brought grandmothers into these coding classes, into these technology <laughs> classes. Kids had these robots and they wanted to personalize them with fabric and sewing. So they had all the grandmothers come in and sew the costumes for the robots and it bridged the generations. Mm -hmm. It was so inspiring. Like, ah, oh, just great. Like, yeah. To be moved at a technology conference. Mm -hmm. Like, not just to your feet cheering, but like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. <laughs> it, it really was very rich in, in the connection you could make with other persons from diverse of backgrounds, teachers, educators, librarians, hackers. So it was for me one of the richest conferences, tech conferences in this area of meeting interesting people, mm -hmm. like a chaos communication camp. Camp, yes. yeah. So, so that you really, I, you came back and richer with more friends than you yeah. have mm -hmm. gone in. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't about exchanging business cards. It was about yeah. really telling your story and who you were. Like we met on the train, right? No, on the train station. I was yeah, telling you because station. I did not know where the conference right. was. When we, we got to the science park. And so we, but we both had the scratch bags. So everyone was walking around Amsterdam with these bags with this cartoon cat with, with wooden shoes. Uh, <laughs> so we could spot each other really easily. Um, and it was great. We you just knew, like, we were sort of family because we had this brand like this scratch cat <laughs> and then we ended the conference all singing together you was in the church at yeah the song? yeah i think it's in, in youtube but I yeah it is it it's also in um 
there's the scratch video update video they do this every few weeks it's a uh-huh. video thing okay rick, rick rose and um eric uh-huh. Who were at the conference, and they were the last two of the last people to speak. They were yeah. in that panel on the last day mm-hmm. with the young people. Oh, and that was so great! So one of the last pa- the last panel was the future of Scratch, mm-hmm. and so they had two people from MIT who managed the Scratch community. One is a PhD student at MIT, and the other one I think is a full time employee uh, for Scratch. But then they had three young people. I think the oldest one was like a freshman in college. And they're from three different countries, and they were talking about how Scratch changed their life, like kind of brought them into adulthood, and they met all these people through doing... One woman, like, co-edits the... um, I think she was from Italy, too, the Italian Scratch Wiki, Mm -hmm. and someone else is involved with welcoming new people into Scratch and, and... getting them started and so you oh, can find so your cool. role in a uh, your role in a technical community even without really? being a tech person or a coder you there's yeah room for participation for everyone mm. who want to get involved and that's that's part of what i love about scratches because it's online and people can remix and share and learn from each other mm. it's become like it's like wikipedia it's it's actually I think it's better than Wikipedia <laughs> because kid, little kids can go online and there's no you're not being censored you're just you create your thing and then if someone wants to use something they click remix and you automatically have a credit mm. it's such an elegant little solution to it like it's cool you, you know Scratch personally a little bit no 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 only through you so what, the, what you told me about Scratch is this visual programming yeah, yeah, language and they have in the two two zero version who, who mm-hmm. works online with a uh, browser uh, they have inbuilt uh, a GitHub like system where you can fork and mm-hmm. share your projects. So it's you from all uh, thousands of uh, projects worldwide, you can click on each one, see inside, you can like it and give it stars. And with one button, uh, this project is yours to fork and mm-hmm. modify and reshare and so comment. You have so an overview about what projects are there. Yeah, and so, so you are in, it's like an inbuilt GitHub system for Scratch nice. people. Mm-hmm. So you, you get really the, the kids also into this sharing culture of mm-hmm. open source. Yeah. We have a new podcast guest who is a black dog. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a bit creepy. <laughs> But I think, he, I think he wants my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you should eat Or the it beer. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, like big like me and I have 105 <laughs> kilos. Like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, I also discovered today uh, I had a nice uh, scratch moment. Mm-hmm. I, I was... Um, trying to link, uh, get my blog posting linked from the Scratch Wiki sites and so on. And then I discovered that another German uh, guy wrote a nice summary about his experience at the Scratch conference and I started to read it. And then I was thinking, wow, I I, I have seen 5% of what he described. There was so much going on that I mm-hmm. simply missed because I was talking with someone or being in another room. So I have to rewatch all these videos and... So make you make after um, work. You yeah, have really yeah. worked uh, after <laughs> yeah. after post processing the conference and <laughs> what was going on. It's so true. There were like four or five things happening at once yeah. a lot of the times, yeah. like so much. And I'm so looking forward as more of the video appears. Yeah. I've been rewatching. I even rewatched some of the stuff that I was there because yeah. I was thinking about where I was going next or what am I going to have for dinner in Amsterdam tonight <laughs> or what time does the red light district turn on the red lights? <laughs> like, except they were mostly blue. I don't know why that was. Maybe they look better in blue. I must also say that I always wonder what are all these uh, people who manage to get Wi-Fi connection in a conference because I never get Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. What are they doing with their laptops uh, when there is a talk? And now I learned mostly they do uh, preparing their own <laughs> speech, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rearranging yeah. PowerPoint slides or something <laughs> of the extremely utterless idiotic stuff that they could do in the toilet or somewhere else too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of that too. So sometimes so, people are tweeting yeah. and, and that's cool mm. when, it, when it happens. Um, but yeah, there's some that and i definitely was guilty of doing that at least once that i can think of but your tweet gets reblocked <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah oh but i i want to talk about um i want to talk about turtle stitch please do like so 
Andreas uh, project um, it's uh, programmable stitching machines with yeah. a snap with a fork of snap and so one of the one of the people that I met at the conference also from Vienna was also. this incredible woman Andrea <laughs> Mayer Maya, Maya yeah. Andrea Maya um, here in Vienna and she, I had never heard of the software that she developed until I saw the program I I saw the program on the web because I was always checking to see if I was in it and whether they got it right and when I was going to be on and who I was going up against. With program, you mean the, the schedule of the talk? Yeah, exactly, yeah. the schedule. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I've, and, and I saw they had these mat two master classes. So the day before the conference, if you got there a day early, you could do a full day or like four hours or something on one thing. In Vag Society, in this medieval fortress. Yeah, yeah so cool. Perfect party location. <laughs> and I couldn't, I, I, my plane arrived mm -hmm. too late to go to any of those, but one of the, one of the master classes was by a friend of mine, Eric Rosenbaum. He's an extremely cool guy. He yeah. He's a 3D beetle turtle, so we have three-dimensional turtles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> super cool. And so it works just like Scratch, but you could do 3D, and in his course, he also had 3D printers. So so people could design these 3D objects and then print them and take them with oh, them, wow. which is so cool. Um, and he also designs music apps. These sort of, do you know the word synesthesia or synesthetic? The mixing of the senses. Maybe it's something different in German. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, it's okay. like someone hears music and they associate it with colors or someone smells something okay. and they associate it with touch or it's the cross senses. Mm -hmm. and, and Eric likes to explore the intersection of visual arts and music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he makes apps. Like he has one app called Singing Fingers. I think I do I have it on my uh, on my iPod touch? Hopefully I do. Because it's so cool. Yes I do. So sing it's much easier to show it and uh and you podcast audience can imagine mm -hmm. what we're doing. I'm holding up my little iPod touch. Uh and so what I'll do is each of you needs to do some kind of sound while mm -hmm. I paint. So just do some kind of sound. Ah. Uh, and then. Whoa. And I'll do. Ooh. And so what I'm doing so, is painting on the screen and it's recording those sounds. It's like a sampler. And then I can. Ah, you can work with the oops. sounds. Yeah, I'm not oops. working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But you can also. And mm -hmm. so you can do all sorts of, but if we did it with music, I could do, ah, uh... well, it sounds <laughs> beautiful <laughs> in Vienna. And then I can do, <laughs> you can play with your own voice well. And you can, on multi-touch, yeah. So it's super mm. cool. So that's called um, Singing Fingers. And that's also from Eric Rosenbaum? Yeah, I think it's iOS and Android. So he created that app. And then he has another app that I'm dying. Eric, if you're hearing this podcast, please finish <laughs> Please finish Melody Morph. He demoed, Melody, he demoed this and Melody Morph at the conference. Melody Morph is even more... You can do even more sort of music composition type stuff with it. It's so cool. <laughs> he got his PhD last year from MIT. He was in the lifelong kindergarten group at the MIT Media Lab, which is the yeah, group that developed Scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also developed the technology in Lego Mindstorms, the, the popular Lego robotics kits, and many other cool things. And Eric is the co-developer of Makey Makey. One of the coolest little electronic kits that you can transform real-world objects into controllers for your computer. So, like, you could make a Pac-Man game controller out of four slices of pepperoni pizza for each direction. You could just do 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 do, do. <laughs> or you could play. You could make Mario platforms that you actually jump on to control your Mario game, or like so anything. It's, it's basically a very simple gamepad controller mm -hmm. with a, a steering wheel and two buttons, and then you have connecting pins. I um, think that you even can less than that. Really, all it is is it. It goes into your USB port, and the mm -hmm. connection pins are for what controls it. It doesn't yeah. have any built-in oh, okay. controllers. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, you can map it to your arrow keys. Mm -hmm. So, like, they show a demo, and you can see, Makey Makey was also a Kickstarter campaign. They raised, like, over $300,000 US 
in one month. And wow. these were guys that were making, I don't know, $35,000 a year at MIT as, <laughs> as graduate and PhD students. So um, in the demo, they show someone lays out all these bananas and they clip these alligator clips with wires. And then the b- bananas become like a piano <laughs> and you can play songs. And now in New York, DJs are DJs building their own Mickey. interfaces with Makey Makey <laughs> to control their music. And there's a really heartwarming story about a father who has a child with developmental difficulties. And his father developed a computer keyboard for his son that would work using Makey Makey as the... It's like really cool. So that's Eric Rosenbaum. Yeah. He, t- he taught the turtle, um, the uh, beetle blocks workshop. And then the other workshop masterclass that was happening was called um, Turtle Stitch or stitch code. Did you do both? Both, both, yeah. both. two projects. And, and so I didn't know that um, that Horst, Horst, how do I say your name? <laughs> yeah, like it's okay. Horst. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't know that Horst was was part of that. Mm-hmm. When I met him, we didn't really talk about that. Well, when I'm, we met. I'm not really involved in Turtle Stitch. I'm just a friend of Andrea sure. and helped her a workshop, uh, doing a workshop in a okay. school using Turtle Stitch. Yeah, but I'm not a developer of it. And was it the the master class that you were helping out in on that first day? Uh, I was at the pre-conference. Uh, yeah. I got invited to the Amsterdam conference because of Andrea Meyer. She, she yeah. told me I should go there. And uh, yes, I was making some pictures and photographs, but I was really... Slacking. <laughs> I was more doing podcasts and 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 so she um, she made such an impression on me before I even got to the conference because I saw this little demo video of Turtle Stitch and so Turtle Stitch takes Scratch. I mean, with Scratch you can make animation, you can make music. Snack. Yeah, and so it uses the same blocks. So yeah. Snap is like Scratch. Uh, you use blocks to do basic programming. But but Andrea's idea that is so cool is she thought, well, if you could use blocks to de- to program designs and then communicate with an embroidery machine, you could sew your graphics onto clothing, onto fabric and stuff. And it's so cool. <laughs> I didn't get to go to the master class. So I had to get Andrea to invite me to Vienna. <laughs> so you managed and I I didn't I didn't know I was going to be able to do it, but fortunately she was at one of my talks. And then what really worked well is she won my book in a drawing on the on the last night before we all left Amsterdam. And so that meant I definitely had her then. I was like, "You won my book. You've got to let me come." And I I already had a host in Vienna. But I really wanted to play with her embroidery machine. <laughs> I really wanted to stitch some some stuff. Um, and so I, I was just with her all day yesterday, and it was so incredible. Two different things. Turtle Stitch lets you program these really complex patterns with very simple code. Mm-hmm. And so spent like 10 minutes dragging some code blocks and then printed out this beautiful, <laughs> cool pattern with different threads on fabric. Um and then Stitch Code lets you draw directly into the computer like Photoshop or something or like GIMP or Inkscape. Bing. And then you can – it'll print exactly what you just drew in, in, in thread. Mm-hmm. It'll stitch it directly in. And so I did my little scratch robot. I was able to trace it. Um, and I really I, – I couldn't be more excited. I'm so excited about Turtle Stitch. I'm coming <laughs> back to Vienna in October, and I'm going to do some work with um, Andrea, uh, a little bit of work on promotion, and also we're going to do some workshops as part of Code Week. So uh, we're going to do some workshops here, and then I'm going to go to Rome and do some workshops in Rome. So I'm really excited. <laughs> So for you, the, the whole concept of meeting people and going around Europe uh, was working yeah, at the well, Scratch conference. I mean, the, my main goal was to get on a podcast in Vienna. Mm. Oh, Look okay. what I did. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, Purpose of life yeah. fulfilled. <laughs> I mean, Bucket list. it's so great. I, I've never been to Europe before. I hadn't left the United States in all those years. And so I didn't want to just come and stay in hotels. Mm. Plus, I'm broke. So it's like I could if I if I did the hotel thing, I could only be in Europe for maybe a week at the most mm. like te- a week and so by staying with people who i met 
it's much less expensive so I can stay in Europe longer. So originally I was going to be here for three weeks, but so many people have been hosting me. Now I'm staying for six weeks <laughs> and going to more cities. And almost everywhere I go, I'm being hosted by people I met at the Scratch conference, which is so cool. And then when I'm with them, they want me to do Scratch with their kids. And I love doing Scratch with their kids if they have kids. Or some people are setting up workshops. So, like, I'll be te- I taught a scratch workshop in Munich last week. Actually, a week, just a week ago tonight. Um, and I'll be teaching a workshop in Paris a week from Saturday, and then doing other workshops, and eventually in Ireland. So, you got, got these geeks because of the scratch conference, because yeah. of the people you met there. Yeah, Munich is the only exception because I had a, a good friend okay, there okay. who set up a workshop prior to mm. the conference. But um, I was able to connect with some people from the conference while in Munich. And I swear, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook two hours a day, almost entirely with people from Amsterdam, <laughs> from the conference. Some are in Italy, some are here, but uh, we're all staying in touch and we're sharing. Oh, did you see this cool thing? Or, oh, yeah, that video's just been posted. Or, or did you see the mural that they did on Saturday? There's a picture of, of that woman that you were talking to who was up on. Yeah, it's, it's the greatest. Like, I love it. It's and I'm learning a tiny bit of German, and I'll I'll use my smidgen of French, and then I'll be learning a little Italian, and and so I get to spend time in people's homes. So I've really I have s such a better sense of Vienna because I just spent four days with a family, mm -hmm. having breakfast in the morning, and and going to the kindergarten to pick up the youngest. Uh, And so I really feel like I have a much better sense of the country. Mm. I don't need to go to 20 museums. Mm. I don't need to go to 30 cities in mm. 20 days. And, and, so and you work in a week, casual. so this. Yeah, yeah the goal is I, I need to go anywhere I go, it's for four days or more. But it has to be at least four days. Because if it's not four days, I can't get a feel for mm -hmm. the place. Uh, and I try to do one cultural thing in each place, just one. So here it's the Leopold Museum that I'm going to tomorrow. I really want to see the Sheila, uh, Sheila, 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 um, exhibit. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. One of the most incredible drawings I've ever seen in my life was one of his at the MoMA in New York, the Museum of Modern Art. Mm -hmm. And they have some of the most iconic Picassos and Rembrandts mm -hmm. and, but it was this little drawing of this nude woman and, and the lines. And it was the only piece of art that I saw in that whole museum that brought tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. That one little drawing, like, and I was already a fan of his work before that, but that was the first time I'd seen it in person. So tomorrow, Vienna, I'm warning you, if you're at the <laughs> Leopold, it's gonna get a little dusty. <laughs> and Klimt, I'm sure there'll be some great stuff to see. Like, uh, But in the States, Klimt is, is like the schoolgirls love Klimt uh -huh. on lunchboxes and notebooks and posters, uh -huh. college girls mm -hmm. with po these huge posters because of the colors and the mm -hmm. gold. And, the gold, and yeah. so I really like it. I love the patterns as a designer, um, but he's, he's like a pop mm -hmm. star uh -huh. in the States, like an Andy Warhol or mm -hmm. something. Whereas Chile, She it's is, not yet popular. <laughs> yeah, it's much more, much smaller scale. And of course, his his work is, is only mm. a short period of time, mm. right? He died very young. Um, and also, his work is very erotic, and that doesn't not play as well. Yeah, in, this, in the States, you don't see those in poster stores <laughs> or on lunchboxes or iPhone cases. <laughs> Well, thanks, Derek. That yeah, was yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. We will we'll talk a bit about some nerd stuff so that yeah, you yeah. can oh, eat sure. and, and yeah. you Danke. chip in whenever Danke. you want. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I have... Um, I wanted to talk about... Uh, nothing special, just that Linux I wrote voice. my podcast. Ah, yeah, Linux Voice. Thanks mm. for reminding me. I read Linux Voice. I think, uh, Linux voice, I think it's issue 19. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, as usual, it's great. It's... Um, uh, Soon to be Creative Commons licensed uh, issue mm. with a four month uh, waiting period they yeah. have usually. And yeah, 
It was full of nice articles. You also read it? I read it, um, yeah. partly, and uh, uh, I really liked it. Um, you read I, the EPUB version? No, I read the PDF ah, version, okay, but it cool. um, um, worked perfectly fine on my tablet. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a great um, magazine experience. Yeah. I, it looks very, um, very well. And then read an article about um, GNOME, uh, the new version. Yeah. Um, and got an overview. They compared, I think, um, several uh, Office um, um, packets under Linux, OpenOffice, LibreOffice, yeah. and so on. It was very interesting, and uh, I liked it very much. Um, I'm always searching about uh, Linux-related blogs, but yeah. I think the magazine is an own media format that works very well on me. So it was uh, much fun to... to to see through. Yeah. Also yeah. must say I, I, like I gladly renewed my subscription ah, okay. of Linux Voice. So uh, I'm, I just, yeah, it's it's my only news magazine I subscribed. Mm -hmm. so I where I pay for. There was an article about Python. Yeah, they, they have always Python stuff. Yeah. Indeed, and okay. so, yeah. and a fun, a fun fact is that they search writers actually who can write tutorials. Oh, okay. ah, yeah, so, so you're thinking? Are you do one? I think uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. You plan? I plan. Yeah. yeah. yeah so let, let's talk in one year. Yeah. <laughs> about plans. One year? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a whole book in five months. You can write an article this month. Um, Before I return to Vienna, so I'm gonna lay down the gauntlet. That's what we would say in the states. I challenge you to have an article by October first. Yeah. Good point. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it. Become a famous take out. It's win-win. Okay. Yeah, we we will see. We will see. Oh. Yeah. Now a uh, a part of that. Um, yeah, Wikipedia at the moment is uh, trying to get money. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to pay them, despite yeah. some coaches uh, I have. But and I was trying to pay with my Bitcoin app, Mycelium, mm -hmm. and it did not work. Uh -huh. And then I wrote uh, Johnny <laughs> from the podcast, the yeah. Mycelium expert, and I wrote uh, the text, also uh, the donation support at uh, Wikipedia, who instantly uh, wrote back and said, yes, they will forward the problem to to the Bitcoin uh, payment. Uh, trader they, mm -hmm. they use but i i can only report that with my mycelium app it was not possible to donate at wikipedia so they got i saw they have a big banner uh, at this time so wikipedia to remind you to yeah yeah they, they have so so in pop, in I pop up paid yeah. two times um, yeah. with a banner action where the jimmy yeah, wales yeah. was looking at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. now it's, it's yeah that, mm -hmm. that's my only thing i can really report yeah yeah No, not much else. I teach a Scratch workshop at the moment for children okay. in a company. So the younger children. In a company. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm outs insourced. <laughs> insourced. And normally I, use, I make Python workshops mm -hmm. for children, but this time they're younger children. So I use Scratch and they're happy and it's very relaxed. I can maybe at, uh, next week report what, what the final projects were. Okay. At the moment, it will be one zombie shooting game, and <laughs> and then I think the younger kids want to remake Mario, this jump and run. Mm -hmm. mm. But yes, and I must say, some kids are intre incredibly good with graphics, especially vector graphic programs, because that's not everyone's forte. Where yeah. you have to really use the objects and draw them yeah, instead of paint kind of them. Yeah, and, and this one kid, I think, graphic. is in nine or ten years or so, is amazing, better than yeah. like. And with 45, <laughs> just make it's beautiful comic-like vector graphics. Wow. So it's a its own talent to to can. It's quite just an inbuilt paint vector. Yeah, several times to work on our logo with yeah, yeah. Inkscape, but yeah, yeah. it's difficult. It's difficult. Yes, yeah, uh, you should see the. Um, I I taught a, just a tiny bit of vector graphics to Andrea's 10 year old daughter mm -hmm. this morning. Yeah, this afternoon, right before I came to your apartment. Mm -hmm. And she created this really cool cat, mm -hmm. and all the legs were separate, so she could yep. animate it, and she had it moving <laughs> across yeah. the screen. And, and then she decided to put it underwater. I don't know why. That's what <laughs> you do in your tent. But I thought, oh, if it's underwater, then I can teach you about cloning. So she cre she had these bubbles that were mm -hmm. randomly being generated and would float up to yeah. the top and then pop when they got to the top. <laughs> like, it was really cool. But she did a great job, especially the the legs of the cat were so great with the the distinct shape, like... Very cool. 
Well, I, I can add, I, I uh, inspired of the conference, I was trying out Snap. Snap is a mm. fork-like project from, mm -hmm. uh, fla uh, from scratch, but uh, thankfully it does not use Flash technology, it uses JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it works with less uh, proprietary software. Mm -hmm. And um, I was looking for um, my most uh, always searched item, but it does not work neither in Snap, neither in nor in uh, Scratch, and this is a clone-to-clone -clone collision detection. So if you make mm -hmm. uh, clones yeah. of little mm -hmm. sprites like yeah. bullets out of a machine gun, um, <laughs> then the clones have a collision detection inbuilt uh, to if they touch another sprite, like which, the player. Which is important for game programming. Yeah. For But if you have a clone of a um, player object, like let's say zombies, you have a lot of zombies, mm -hmm. and you make one zombie and clone them 50 times and then you want to shoot these zombie clones with the clones of your machine gun <laughs> bullet, which is also a clone, you have mm -hmm. no clone-to-clone -clone detection. So one of these objects must be a real sprite and not a clone. It's okay, a bit yeah. technical. And there are solutions um, how mm -hmm. to solve that in Scratch, but they are very cumbersome. Also very Yeah, there's no easy way to do yeah, it. Yeah. And, and I think if there are so many clones of, of Scratch and um, uh, from the conference I was feeling everyone is writing his own Scratch clone with all yeah. this visual programming logic, please, guys, make a clone-to-clone -clone <laughs> collision detection. Mm -hmm. I really need that for my <laughs> games. <That's laughs> Yeah, that's all. Yes, what can I... You, um, you have films? Or the films or the thing? Or or one, one thing um, yep. I, di uh, just, I didn't mention um, first. Um, I rediscovered the podcast, um, which I remembered because they made a new um, session and so um, I knew again <laughs> that I had... Um, which podcast? Wir schweifen ab, it is called, and it's mm -hmm. a game podcast about indie games. Hmm. And it's and in German or English? It's, it's in German. Okay. There's two guys, Bernd and Philipp. Um, the one... Um, says about himself he likes story-driven games, which um, uh, is an interest I Brand share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. he's a musician, so she has oh. always a very good perspective on the on the sound design of a game. And um, I think the chemistry between the two uh, it's a is, boy and a is girl, very or? good. No, it's two, uh, Philip and Bernd. Ah, two, two men. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, they are podcasting very in uh, the time periods, so very long between um, mm -hmm. the single episodes. Um, and the episodes are very long, uh, so from mm -hmm. three to four hours. Oh, wow. We, we, we really salute you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from time to time, yes. Um, and um, I can re recommend um, this podcast because um, I have several game podcasts um, in my podcatcher, but the um, angle of indie games is very interesting, mm. and they talk um, very profound about it. Um, by, um, for example, um, in one um, in one episode, they talk very long about the film you mentioned once, um, indie game, the film. Mm -hmm. I, love the movie, film. Yeah. I love that film. I love that film. And they can, can um, they are very interested in the stories behind mm -hmm. the games. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Also, besides um, of in the um, game, the film, yeah, yeah. and um, so um, you get a glimpse into the scene of the indie programmers. Mm -hmm. And when they talk about an indie game, they talk about what games did this um, um, guy, guy made, this pro programmer mm -hmm. made. So they get really before. in depth. Yes, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, um, because of the the, the um, indie indie scene has so few um, so many genres um, um, they they covered um, it's very interesting for me and and, and I'm, I'm 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 listening to this and mm -hmm. it doesn't happen often to me but I listen it from episode one <laughs> to um, so you listen now. we listen to old podcasts I try to keep yeah, up yeah. And to to yeah. bookmark on Steam okay, indie cool, games cool. that are uh, interesting yeah, okay, for okay. me yeah. so wow that I sounds Like, like you really found an interesting podcast. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I can really recommend this podcast. I, I like it very much. Yeah. Well, you should come to Boston next <laughs> month because the Festival of Independent Games ah. is at MIT. Okay. In uh, it's usually September. Mm -hmm. And this is regularly one once a year. Um, mm -hmm. It happens there. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, annual. And I, one of the sponsors I was going to mention. Do you know? Does Indie Game that's the Independent game magazine come here okay. from the states. Uh, not a, really. Or maybe a, it exists. A magazine that's it's published on demand, mm -hmm. okay. and so it's pretty low budget, but uh, it's pretty great. And they do a lot of what do they call them? Post mortems. So it's either a game that was successful or totally failed. 
and like all mm. the things that the team learned mm. ah, doing so it. it's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah so also from a game developer perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it might even be called indie, indie independent game developer magazine it's definitely the developer's perspective yeah i will catch you back and uh, yeah. in the show notes we will yeah, yeah. Link. For German podcast listeners, I can also um, report that the subreddit German podcasts, also R subreddit from mm-hmm. reddit.com, R uh, podcast.de, I think, um, has a wiki where German podcasts uh, listened. Mm-hmm. So, in a wiki. And the wiki can, as far as I understood it, can be edited if you have an account at Reddit, hmm. which is a bit uh, easier to do than a media wiki. Where you yeah. usually have to register and then it's so not it's really working. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I did an entry for a Spiertocher. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and I, I hope that that new will... New podcast on this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very... I, I'm not sure if it's already dead or just uh, no, nobody mm-hmm. maintaining it. But if that gain me momentum, I think it could be a, a one central hope for German podcast listeners because there are, there are some sites who collect German podcasts but they're mostly so advertised written uh, scam sites mm-hmm. cool yeah short and simple <laughs> yeah um, I have two horror films please please ah. uh, in midst of September um, the Slash Film Fest is um, happening and so I'm trying to get into the mood so I watched two horror films um, after a longer period of time that I um, missed out at the genre um, and I watched uh, the following is the first movie and also it follows um, it's, it, it's follows? Named, it follows it's a it's a film from um 2014 i think from from for you and i read about this and i listened to many podcasts and um there they um you got a peek at the story and i heard the story and i said ah that's not a film for me it's mm-hmm. it sounds bit trashy mm-hmm. don't know but you must judge then I looked at the um, Google image search and ah, I was not sure but um, uh, besides um, we talked about Badatuk uh, yeah, yeah. and, and they compared it to Badatuk was a very very good film and this is has also a very high quality so I, I gave it a chance yeah. and I watched it and I liked it very much <laughs> yeah um, but I don't know uh, because of the um, actual um, things that happened in the film or because of the aesthetics and how it was told the story so what is the story mm, the story is uh, a bunch of young um, friends uh, uh, they're hanging out in the suburbs and um, one girl um, has um, um, a date uh, with a guy and um, this guy has a dark secret and one of the states um, he um, he makes the girl um, 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 during their making out um, pass out and drags her into a, a garage and tells her the, um, tells her the following story that he has a grudge on him that um, he has a um, and this grudge uh, uh, consists that um, any time any person um, could be possessed by an evil phenomenon and if it is possessed it comes towards you and f- tries to kill you but it doesn't run it can only take one step after another in a very slow motion and you don't know when it's happening but you can um, get rid of this grudge if you sleep with another Mm-hmm. Sexual transmitted horror, which is um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normally, the horror rule is uh, um, if you have sex, you get get killed. So he, in this movie, you get sex, you might mm-hmm. get not killed. <laughs> but the mechanics include so um, that um, if you have given the crutch to another person and this person dies, mm-hmm. then the crutch comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Ah. So the decision is uh, yeah. Um, what um, should she do? Um, mm-hmm. To uh, whom should she mm-hmm. give the crutch? And mm-hmm. um, so the story, uh, I'm not happy with it, but um, it has it's 
you can tell in which time it really plays. It's kind of Timeless. 80s, but mm -hmm. it's time of um, 80s. But it's um, an alternate reality, I would just mm -hmm. say, because mm -hmm. there are cell phones. Cell phones are normally mm -hmm. um, they are poison yeah, for yeah, horror films uh, because you are always connected. But yeah. in this version of this reality, mm -hmm. only one girl has a smartphone. Mm -hmm. And even this smartphone doesn't look like our smartphones. Mm -hmm. It's like a shell. Um, so, so a seashell? A seashell, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so clip and so mm -hmm. she reads text or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, there are many. It's reminded me very on the classical horror flicks in the, from the 80s. Especially um, the sound was very good set. Mm -hmm. It reminded me on movies made by Carpenter, this atmosphere and the sound it was it's it's really um, if you're into this movie of this area you should give it a try because there are several um, um, they try to 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 um, quote, quote um, mm. um, these kinds of movies mm -hmm. and especially the sound. So, so it's, it's a, I, I, you know, I was very skeptic uh, mm -hmm. about it, but, but it's sound very impressed. Yeah, in, mm -hmm. and if because and it was creepy and horror, was it? Trash? Yes, I, I, no, no, no. I, it is isn't too bloody and. Mm -hmm. um, Ah, one part of this um, 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 fascination about this film is um, because uh, the monsters or the persons they are mm -hmm. moving, they're moving very slow, mm -hmm. and um, people are acting and um, don't see the danger coming. But you, mm -hmm. from the viewer's yeah. perspective, ah, you, you see know, it a yeah. long time before the victim mm -hmm. sees it. It's so creepy it's really, <laughs> uh, it's really creepy. Yeah, so it's like the good. original Night of the Living Dead, where ah. people didn't know what the threat was. Romero, yeah. mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> I have all, um, also several things op um, films open from Romero I have to watch. Yeah. Ah, more to watch, but not uh, not <laughs> before the stage film fest. <laughs> okay, yeah. This I, I have a, a very short uh, TV series to yeah. um, recommend. Okay. It's a rom-com, romantic comedy mm -hmm. about office space. It's called Kevin from Work. Kevin from work. Yeah, okay. there's actually much chatter in the TV addict websites about it, and mm -hmm. um, you can. So if you can uh, see it, uh, I think it's it's nice. It's nothing special. It's from the guys who made uh, how, I, how I Met Your Mother. Ah, okay. So it's, it's a sitcom like a sitcom like a uh, bit loser like guy uh, is in love with his female pretty co-worker and managed to fail <laughs> but still. and yeah and, uh, and lots of um, funny uh, co-stars and, and side roles so yeah I, I, I don't know how long it will run and, but at, uh, I've seen I think two or three episodes and mm -hmm. it, it was nice so it's but yeah you want to see more <laughs> <laughs> it works it works yeah <laughs> you know uh, I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I've heard of it, but I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. Like the the only show I've been following of the new shows is, have you heard of Mr. Robot? Yeah. Mr. Robot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, the first yeah. three or four episodes, I was totally absorbed in it. <laughs> it. It goes a little astray after that, but um, it's worth seeing for those first few episodes. It's about a white hack, mm. white, uh, white uh, how, how you say, black hat versus white hack, hack hacker, so hacker culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very deep in hacker yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. And mm. he's also, he's maybe auti not autistic, he's Asperger, sort of Asperger's, yeah, so yeah. although it's no, not deep. clear. Yeah, yeah. And he manages his his state of mind with um, narcotics. Uh -huh. mm. So he's also a drug addict. So it's okay. a little bit like House, like Dr. House. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it's a little bit like war games and it's a little mm. bit it, it's a thriller and it's it's pretty interesting. The, the main actor is f so fascinating. Mm. Mm -hmm. In his role, he's so good that he, even when the show goes astray it's still worth seeing like what is he gonna do like what it's it's very different <laughs> I, i've really been enjoying it I, i haven't seen it since i've been in europe because i've had other things to look at but mm. uh I, I watched the first episode actually on mr robot on mr yeah. robot ah. and um, yeah i found it very interesting um i liked very much that christian slater um, um showed up uh -huh. in the show yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like this actor very much and um he was he was kind of 
mm, authentic. <laughs> also they took some cliches, of course. So he yeah. always wearing a black hoodie and so on and so on, of course. But um, it was made very in an intelligent way so you can as a techie um, you can um, identify yourself uh, identify uh, you you see the problem so mm. he's working in a big company mm. ah, okay. and he makes the difference <laughs> so between the, enslaved be in this between the managers <laughs> yeah, 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 types yeah. and the techie okay, types okay. and it's very surprising corporate, corporate culture yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course this is uh, one part and, mm. uh, and that, at, at one time he's asked what what was wrong with mm -hmm. the history and he um, he things back and, mm. and uh, he sees Steve Jobs and all the <laughs> <Yeah>. proprietary <laughs> thing and yeah. he works uh, yeah, um, so all the um, technics, uh, technical stuff that happens um, mm. seems to be um, um, very good um, researched uh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, research. uh, researched yeah So, so, so I find it very interesting and I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to how it develops because yeah. there's a bigger story arc so I, I'm not um, the, the the main uh, the, the actor, um, the hacker or, or, or the programmer is not very. Uh, I don't know if I like him very much. Mm -hmm. So he's so it's, it's but it's part of the series. I yeah, think. it's tricky because he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, and so that brings a different level. Like you don't usually see that on television or even film. It's something that is works much better in literature and mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see if if they can maintain that yeah and then when christian slater comes in he he's he's such a big star well i mean he's not a big star now but he was when we were mm -hmm. growing up and so you have to wonder what that balance is going to be between his character and you don't really know what his full agenda is he's this dangerous like you don't know whether we're rooting for him or for him or yeah and i like that aspect a lot mm -hmm. it reminds me of deadwood or something where you where you or i mean to some extent the sopranos but really deadwood where in deadwood it wasn't quite clear who's, who's the, the good guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah who's the most dangerous one in the room mm -hmm. it was hard to know like yeah. that's okay. very interesting yeah. i will I can chip in from my favorite TV addict blog. It's in German. It's called Britische Sitcoms. Mm -hmm. It's a German guy who wrote in German about British uh, TV uh, sitcoms. And he wrote about real humans. Mm -hmm. And this is a remake of Ecte Mannequin that ah, I think you Swedish. introduced me. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. So somehow I think they got... It's already uh, made a remake. They also. make a remake. And I think this is the usual thing with a good uh, non-US uh, TV series like Braunschlag, the Austrian mm -hmm. one who got sold to US and then is completely remade with uh, American actors and for American audience. Maybe Derek, you can explain this to us because it's a phenomenon I, I yeah. never understand. It's why Why have the Americans to make a remake, as a like re, re-take every scene with different actors just Especially because they the cannot dub, dub the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, the what, what were the... Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, it's also complete. Like, where I the mean, I understand so if it's a cheap European uh, small budget sure. uh, series, but Ecte Mannequin, you have seen it too. Yes, I think it was uh, big, big budget enough and, and, and cool. I, I don't see anything wrong with it, so I don't understand why. We remake why it we because it's it. not American. That's mm -hmm. why we remake so it. So the, the, the American but audience would yeah. be shocked if it's a, a non-US yeah. series where the cast yeah, drives on the wrong side or I something. Mean, and I, I, watch, I love watching foreign films mm -hmm. and also foreign television shows. I think it's... I mean, I think it's getting worse. I actually think it's getting worse in mm -hmm. part because we're watching on smaller screens And you literally can't read ah, the subtitles. Can, can that be a, a technical issue with it the screen? Wide? So I, I do think, but but also we were remaking series long before small yeah, yeah, screens. Yeah, yeah. It, Americans are ignorant. We don't know any other language but English, okay. and we barely know English. But but uh, uh, a series can be dubbed. I mean, we, we grew up with, yeah. with yeah. dubbed series. Not that it's good. I and think it also subtitles happens with better. British series, like The yeah, Office yeah, and so yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah but Office is but also we, pr we produce and, and send ours to the world. Yeah. So n we didn't grow up reading subtitles. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in the States, it's not something that's part of our but, but, culture But uh, even not subtitle, what's with dubbing? Also with synchronizing. Yeah, and there's something about dubbing. It just doesn't happen. I wonder if it's because Hollywood produces so much. There, There's literally no space 
for any other films or or television series or because it's all so you know they're all those american series mm. and so but, i say, but, I say that recognizing that like i especially love some of the um the scandinavian crime mm-hmm. stuff uh, yeah. like wallander wallander yeah. yeah. like um that kind of stuff i love it yeah, and yeah. it's so atmospheric but and how, as how soon you, as you see it you go down to special cinemas or tv I download channels it. Oh, you download it yeah so i Almost everything so, so I watch you watched it about the, over the internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I go and download whole. And and is there a, a um, special subculture, or special TV uh, or cinemas or TV uh, special interest channels who who make uh, uh, non US no, uh, channels? I don't. I mean, uh, even with hundreds of cable yeah. channels, I don't yeah. think there's anywhere where you can there's watch no market for that. a German series or an uh-huh. Israeli series. We Strange. only see them if they're remade as Homeland or they're uh-huh. remade as the, the one that you mentioned. Is that the one about cyborgs? Yes, yeah. yes, it's cyborgs. Yeah. Yes, it's so I've seen a few episodes of that, mm. and it's interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it just it we don't have access to mm-hmm. anything that isn't in English for television. Mm-hmm. For film, it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We, there's some things. Mm-hmm. Some foreign films will will air in the cinemas, but very rarely. Okay. Like the last. I, the only film I've seen in German in years in the theater was Pina, the Wim Wenders oh, yeah. uh, um, documentary, about which was phenomenal. Dancer. Yeah, yeah uh, okay. choreographer Pina. And this Bosch. was then uh, synchronized, mm-hmm. or this, it, or was it, in German with subtitles? It was in German with subtitles, ah, okay. and it was in 3D, which was kind yeah. of incredible. Okay. This like, is one of the films I really would like to see. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so great, yeah. and in particular because they use a still camera most of the time and i think that's when 3d works really well like mm-hmm. hugo mm. the scorsese film um he knew that you want to keep your camera still for 3d mm. so you really go into that depth of field um yeah pina is it's one of the greatest documentaries i've ever seen it it is so meticulously put together like mm. and i knew nothing about her work at all mm. but i have this special fascination for dance documentaries and Wim Wenders is I'm a huge fan of a lot of his films and so when I got to Germany I thought oh this is great right at the dinner table with this family in the suburbs I go oh one of my favorite directors Wim Wenders from Germany and they're like ah (laughs) nothing happens in his films we we like the American version of City of Angels we like City of Angels more than Wings of Desire I'm like no (laughs) awful Yeah, he learned um, from one of the best um, from slow movies um, from Jim Jarmusch. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> directly can tell. <laughs> oh, and I love I, I love Jim Jarmusch's early films, like yes. in particular, like Mystery Train is really cool. And uh, have you seen what's no. the one Down by Law? Yeah, one Down by Dead Law. Man. Down by Law. Dead Man, I love too. <laughs> Dead Man, I really love. <laughs> But down by law, that yeah. in black and white, and just those incredible shots, like ah, Perfect. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And Dead Man, like true deconstruction of the West. <laughs> yeah. like, it's so the bizarre. It's a slow. Oh, the soundtrack, and it's all improvised. <laughs> you know, this, this so okay. yeah, yeah. So it's um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Neil Young. Ah, okay. So Neil Young watched the film once while kind of fiddling with the guitar and then he said okay record <laughs> and then he did the whole soundtrack now this is this i don't know if this is true mm. this is this is but uh he just literally played it and it's like this now 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 it's just so sl- it's like mm. no western soundtrack you've ever heard in your life yeah. one guitar like ah oh, it's so good it's so much fun to meet someone who appreciates the sound like that i was really uh really digging the way you were describing the horror film like in america almost nobody can actually remember 
sound in a film like they don't get it and with a horror film in particular it's so important <laughs> it's so like, important yeah. it's like for me it's a, a a key situation was when i was 15 and, or now i was younger so 12 <laughs> or 15 i don't know i was um, with a friend i lived in the outskirts so i had mm -hmm. a way in the dark at um, to home mm -hmm. and we watched <laughs> halloween and halloween oh, has man. this theme and i walked home after this film okay i never forget <laughs> and the way they use silence too where you're really just hearing like leaves or something like out here sort of like anything could happen now where we are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah brian de palma yeah. like um yeah man blowout he made a whole film about about sound like a whole thriller film with john travolta who plays yeah. a sound artist okay, who, he who hears this. something he hears a a gunshot and it's a remake sort of of blowout mm -hmm. of uh, a blow up the the a antonioni mm -hmm. film. about yeah. the photographer yeah yeah, yeah. okay no i'm okay right, I'm, I'm okay okay so it doesn't yeah. the beer doesn't go with fisherman's friend that's ah, what i okay, learned okay, okay. <laughs> i i would uh talk with derek more about his very interesting life yeah <laughs> but i think maybe not now we, you we can do another episode i'll be back maybe in back in, I'll be back in okay. october okay yeah i'd yeah. love to do it again because yeah. but thanks for um oh, my guest here. Oh, yes. really <laughs> this was our first real english podcast yes okay ah, <laughs> so ah, good practice i'm practice. here for the first one <laughs> yeah, yeah. great we will now wunderbar wunderbar <laughs> okay well uh Next week. Yeah. Next week. Um, Next week. Same if you time. want to join us, <laughs> wherever you come from, uh, find us in Innenhof 2, uh, Altes AKH, Dienst Tuesday, uh, 7, uh, 7 or 30 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Then it was much fun. Yeah. Bye. And thanks. <laughs> Danke schön. <laughs> <laughs> Super. <laughs> Good night. Well.